This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What matters is our plan. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. Little screen right here. Dosumu on the drive. Yes! Plus the foul! No doubt there's a change of direction. Splits the defense, goes up strong, but he's a finisher. Oh, tough, tough loss. Really tough, tough loss and a great win for the flying fighting Alina. Not the question they ask. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Nice work, Jake Hassan. Oh, man, that was awesome over the weekend. How are the Illini underdogs in that game after everything they've done for the moment they solidified a number one seed? You know, if they were to bow out the first Big Ten game, they might still get it. Not positive. We'll bring in Eli Herskovich. Oh, man, that was awesome. How is Io on the court? He's got the mask and your underdogs to Ohio State. I didn't get that. Joe Ostrowski, uh, Ryan Horvat, Eli Herskovich as well, t- talking some college hoops and the action that we saw over the weekend, how it's going to impact the bracket that will be brackets that will be formed coming up six days from right now on Sunday. Uh, could you believe that, Horvat? I, I thought the Alana were going to be favored and it was going to be inflated because of what we saw in their most recent performance against Michigan. Yeah, I mean, they've won 11 of their last 12 games, and we saw it again this weekend on Saturday. They continue to find new ways to win basketball games. And then Ohio State, man, I mean, they look like they were going to be a number one seed. Now they have losses to Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa. I think that they're going to drop. I don't know where – I don't know what seed they're going to end up with. But as far as Illinois, man, right now they're my favorite to win the tournament. I mean, I know Gonzaga looks unbeatable, but if there's another team – and again, Baylor, when they're hitting their shots like they did uh, yesterday, they're uh, really tough to beat as well. But Illinois – man, as soon as I saw Iowa was going to be out there, I was thinking the same thing. And I played Ohio State. Worst decision of my weekend. Uh, as soon as I saw him on the floor and I saw that mask, I knew I knew it was over. And I knew I <laughs> when you saw the mask. That's how I felt, man. I, even though we lost the number, was I doing the show with you the other morning when we were talking about the Illinois number after the Michigan game? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And how it was nineteen twenty to one in some spots the morning after, okay. and then a couple hours later it went all the way down to ten to one. Even at ten to one, I see the mask, and I'm thinking maybe I do need to drive over the border to Indiana to get a futures down on the Illini. Absolutely, but yeah, I don't understand it. I don't. I feel like they continued. The market continues to undervalue Illinois again. They've won eleven of their last twelve right. games. They're battle tested, and I mean, if even when they're beat up, man. Like, this team continues to find ways to win games. So, right now, I'm really impressed with Illinois. I mean, everybody in the Big Ten. Uh, I I was really high on Ohio State. I don't really know. Now, again, like, they didn't play all that awful in in that loss. It's just Illinois right now is on another level. But that was probably my favorite matchup of the weekend and a great win for Illinois. 
yeah, at the time, uh, Michigan, Illinois probably ones. And then we're looking at Ohio State, Iowa at two. And Sparty is in, man, right? Yeah. Maybe there's a debate if they lose the first Big Ten conference tourney game. Maybe you have that debate, but it certainly feels like they're in after taking down Michigan. And as you mentioned, uh, the Badgers, they fall to the Hawkeyes over the weekend. But uh, the big takeaways were, okay, Illinois holding strong at number one and Sparty's in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Illinois, uh, probably the top team, obviously the top team in the Big Ten and legit title contenders. And then Michigan State, they are going to get in. Big game from Rocket Watts, which is one of my favorite names in college basketball. He had 21 points. And it looks like Tom Izzo is going to his 23rd consecutive NCAA tournament. I know it's cliche, and I know that, you know, it's just don't bet on Tom Izzo in March. And that's the thing, man. I could see Michigan State going on a run and winning the Big Ten tournament as crazy. Don't bet as against them, you mean? Yeah, don't bet against them. That's what I meant yeah. to say. It's a 15 and 11 Michigan State team, and they're 9 and 11 in Big Ten play, but this is what they do. They get hot at the right time where they're inconsistent all yeah. season long. And then when we approach conference tournament time, all these guys step up, they start making plays, and I, I'm not going to bet against them. Also, now, like, I got to monitor. The other thing is injuries in the Big Ten. I mean, we saw yesterday Eli Brooks. He hurt his ankle in that game, uh, did not return. So now we got to look at what's going on with him. Iowa's got some injuries to monitor right now. That's the other thing I'm going to have to look at uh, before I play any futures in the Big Ten tournament. Um, but right now, man, it, it's hard to bet against Iowa, Illinois. And then even with the losses, like what are your thoughts on Michigan? Are you worried about Michigan? No, no. Well, I'm not at this point. No, not right now. Even um, after they lost to Michigan, have, they beat them obviously earlier on in the week in blowout fashion. So I was kind of expecting Michigan State to play much better, not really to win outright yesterday. But uh, yeah, that loss doesn't really bother me for Michigan. Yeah, maybe we'll be looking back and saying they peaked too early, but uh, they'd have to bow out early and look really bad in the uh, conference tournament. Eli Hershkovich, I want you to hop on here. Anything you want to say about what we witnessed in the Big Ten, the best conference in the land over the weekend, or you want to talk about the Rutgers 8-9 game you're going to see? Yeah, really excited about that game. <laughs> um, a couple of things. So, Joe, you always bring this up, how obviously the books want two-way action. So with the Illinois game, if you're going to price Illinois as a dog against Ohio State, and you're going to price Ohio State as a favorite in the bounce back spot. You're going to get two-way action because whether Desumu played or not, money was going to come in on the Illini and money was going to come in Ohio State because of the spot. Um, right. But yeah, I was I was really impressed with Desumu. Colburn had another big game down with about two minutes to go. Desumu carried him down the stretch. I am a little concerned about Michigan just because of what Eli Brooks uh, brings to that offense with his floor spacing and just from a chemistry standpoint too. I would say they're the most vulnerable one seed right now. And that's kind of surprising yeah, to say because yeah. Illinois just stuck into the conversation, but I'm a little concerned about Michigan. Uh, why, why did you, did you think the Ohio state Illini number was correct? I know they're just adjusting based. I forgot what it opened at because when we talked about it on Friday, the number wasn't even posted two and a half. I want to say, or two was it Eli, right? I think it closed around two. I don't want to say correct, especially with Iowa on the floor, it should have been around a pick. And I think more money did come right. out of the Buckeyes probably got down to one and a half, somewhere around, around there. Definitely not to it. When the uh, why, announcement came out, why was money coming out of Ohio state? Just a spot, right? Illini coming off their best one of the season. Right. And Ohio state had lost three in a row. The market was expecting them to bounce back. I think it got as high as two and a half. And it yeah. was a really good spot for Ohio state. I, I think Illinois would have had a little more of a letdown if Iowa didn't play. So 
I, I get it from a market standpoint. And again, I get it from a, a, a bookmaker standpoint of why they priced it at that number. Also, Guys, for, so that's yeah. the first time they beat. I mean, they're playing back-to-back top 10 teams. That's the first time they beat back-to-back top 10 teams since 2005. So that's why I liked Ohio State in the spot. And just as stupid as it sounds, their home floor. I didn't know. I, honestly, I figured, I mean, I kind of figured because I knew Iowa wanted to play the previous game. I thought maybe they would do the thing where they protect him from himself, and maybe we wouldn't see him until conference tournament action this weekend. I thought maybe yeah. they would pull them out last minute. Um, that's why I was on Ohio State. And what was he going to look like? But again, as soon as I saw him come out with the Dark Knight mask, I knew it, it was over, man. And he looked really impressive. He's the best player in the nation. A few notable results in the Big 12. Oklahoma State upsets West Virginia as 10-point dogs. So the number six Mountaineers go down 85-80. to 80. And, and again, another game, we're always curious about how Baylor is going to look right now. And uh, I started to say it late last week, and I have full confidence in saying it. The old Baylor is back, man. Forget those struggles after the layoff. They beat Texas Tech by 15 yesterday, shot 63 from 63% from beyond the arc. Yeah, I have to stop uh, fading Baylor, man, because those are the games yeah. where they hit 60% from three. You can't get any stops against them, and they just knock down their shots. They're they're tough, obviously. And then, honestly, I'm looking at Oklahoma State. They've won six of their last seven games. And they pick up probably their biggest win of the season, and they do it without Cade Cunningham, who's going to be the number one overall mm. pick in the draft. So I'm looking at them going into the Big 12 tournament. They're playing some really good basketball right now, and I feel like a lot of people uh, continue to sleep on them. Eli, I know West Virginia, uh, one of your futures that uh, you feel pretty good about, and I and I still think you should, even though they've lost two of their last three. When you look at their eight eight losses, I mean, okay, it's uh, you lost to Baylor in overtime. You lost to Oklahoma in double OT when they were 12th in the nation. Texas, number four. Kansas, number three. Gonzaga, number one overall. Uh, you're, you're not budging on uh, your thoughts on West Virginia, correct? No, but again, it all has, I know this is cliche, but it all has to do with what kind of, what kind of matchup you get. Matchup, right. Yeah, because West Virginia's biggest defensive issue is defending the three. And without Cade, without Isaac Likely, Oklahoma State could still shoot it. Now they rely on their... Uh, ability to get to the basket, especially with Cunningham, but they still have some perimeter floor spacers like Anderson with that big jump shot down the stretch for Oklahoma state. So that's defensively West Virginia is a little concerning, but if they, you know, if they don't face uh let's say for the first two or three games in the region, they don't face a team that could space the floor. Well, they can make a run to the elite eight or final four. It all just depends on, on the region, but that still is a big concern of mine for West Virginia. And then for, for Baylor, Macy Oteague shoots 10 of 11 from three. I mean, just nothing you could do there. I was on Texas Tech too, Ryan. They played well for, let's say, 60% of the game. And then once Baylor got in transition and got Macy Oteague open looks, it was over. Uh, ACC tournament, North Carolina crushes Duke. It feels like the Blue Devils are now out. And Notre Dame upsets Florida State on Saturday. They're trying to get Mike Bray out of South Bend. Well, some of... uh, the Irish fans are at least, but uh, Notre Dame with a big win over uh, Florida State. I, I don't know if his job was on the line or that may have saved it or or winning a couple games in the conference tournament would do it, but uh, he had to feel a little bit better after that one. Yeah, absolutely. And you saw some of his former players, including like guys like Pat Connaughton, come to his yeah. defense. I think he's a good coach. I mean, it's been you know a ridiculous season. And then you brought up Duke, man. The first regular season without a winning record 
since 1994, the 94-95 season. They'd made 24 consecutive NCAA tournament appearances. No way that's happening unless they get real hot and win the ACC tournament. That is also not happening. What are your guys' thoughts on Loyola, though? I mean, I think they're a legit national Loyola. title. Loyola. <laughs> oh, don't do the Ross Tucker thing and no, spend no, no, 10 no, minutes no, on no, the pronunciation. I'm not. I'm just surprised. <laughs> no, honestly. Defensively, man, they've allowed the no. Why? Why did? Why did Eli's asking? Why did you spell it L I E? L I E. Loyola. You said Loyola. You said Loyola. That's what he's saying. Loyola. Sorry. (laughs) I said that. Yes. I I don't know. It's because I can't hear myself, man. It's 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 a weird thing. Anyway, different. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think that they are uh, legit Final Four contenders. After I ripped everybody that said this uh, for the past season, uh, I continue to you know make fun of all the, Ly- the Ly- Loyola fans that are out there, man. But they only average 55 <laughs> points per game, fewest points per game in D1. And if you look at it from like 2007 to 2019, uh, six of the 12 times, six of the 12 teams that had the best defensive, defensive efficiency have went to the Final Four. The other six, at least the Sweet 16. I, I honestly, are you guys making fun of me? You don't think that they're they're gonna get out of the? No, first dude, week? not not at all. I, I I was just waiting for you to wrap because I I've got some questions for Eli about what we saw in the Valley. Uh, those two teams that played in the title game yesterday, Loyola and Drake. Does this mean since Drake went all the way to the title game that they are both locked in? They both feel good. A- and what kind of seating are we talking about? Because the Loyola stuff is crazy. I, you see some prognosticators that have the Ramblers as a five seed, and then you have people. I like Jerry Palm. He's the only. He's on the island right now. He has Loyola as a twelve. If you get a five twelve matchup, that's brutal. If you're that five. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm on Lenardi's right now, and the, and he has uh, Loyola as an eight seed going up against UConn, which would be a really tough matchup Woo. for the Ramblers. Yeah, I mean, tough matchup for UConn too. But then you get Gonzaga. So any sort of one seed. For Loyola Chicago, because of the way they play great defensively, but they play at such a slow tempo. I don't want to compare them to Virginia, but they have to be ultra efficient, which they could be against Drake and the rest of the teams in in the Missouri Valley. If you're going up against a one, you might be able to win a game, but Loyola Chicago is not beating a one seed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Eli, you had so much fun covering that final four for the Ramblers. Why have you just gone heel and you're Mr. Anti-Sister Gene? What is going on, man? I just don't need it again. I was on the forefront <laughs> of, of covering that team. Nobody believed in them, and I brought them all the way to the final four. Yes, you did. You did. <laughs> I carried them. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Do you think she gets too much credit? Like we should be talking about Porter Moser and, and some of the players on the team. Cause I, I could, I could hear you then if that's your argument. Yeah. I'm just kind of sick of it. Like okay. it's, it's great. It's no, that's great. not it either. <laughs> right. It's great that she's a part of the team, but I just don't need another full March of the storylines being all about her. If they make another run. Great. That's awesome. But it's because of the players. <laughs> 
I don't think we're going to get it like it was uh, a couple of years ago. It, it won't quite be the same. That's Eli Hershkovich along with Ryan Horvat. I'm Joe Ostrowski. We're going to continue with the college basketball conversation. Got a lot of action tonight with these conference tournaments and some of the bigger ones kick off tomorrow. So we're going to talk about that next. You are locked into the BetQL Audio Network. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. I'm going to have to wait one more hour to open my pack. We're going to do it live on the show, live on YouTube, radio.com, sports page. Check it out. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat here, Eli Hershkovich also uh, jumping on to talk some college hoop. We, uh, we are here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the radio.com app, on the radio.com sports YouTube page, and 1430 in Denver on Twitter at Daily Horvat. I tried to tell Eli over the weekend, that, you know, Creighton is going to smash Butler. They're going to smash them. He's like, ah, I don't mess with those big spreads. Eli doesn't do that. Uh, Eli, I mentioned we're on YouTube, and you can get involved in the chat. I'll try to uh, respond to some people during the breaks here if you want to check in, stay interactive with the show. Our guy, Wyatt McGeary, uh, wants to know when you're going to stop fading the Illini. You and, he says you and Casali keep fading the Illini. When are you going to stop doing that? I don't. I mean, I, I keep saying, I know you hate when I say it, but I, I can't bet on them. So how am I fading them necessarily? You're still giving, uh, well, Tell he's why. saying that you're, you're going to get, well, Tom can bet on them. I know. Yeah. Like, you're doing the show for America. You, you like to tell me we're, we're not doing a local show. We're doing a show for America. So 100%. stop telling everybody. Yeah, you can't, you can still break the game down. You still talk about the Illini. You don't right. say on, on your show, BetQLU, well, I don't want to talk about the Illini because I can't bet on them legally. I didn't know Iowa was going to play. So Tell did Wyatt. you pick against them? Yeah, I said I think Ohio State's so going to cover. I think they're going to bounce so, back. So did I. I agree. Yeah. Gotcha. We didn't know. Why just is looking for an answer. That's all. Yeah. Wyatt can can go home. <laughs> no, no, I like Wyatt. Stick around. Don't don't tell the listeners to go away, man. Please. Um, what else we got going today? Well, we got a couple of games with title with the for the. Conference titles. There's the smaller ones before we get to the bigger mm-hmm. ones over the next couple of days. But the Southern and the South Bet South Belt uh, will be decided. I don't know why they're both being played at the same time. But Eli, do you have a lean on either of these? No. The, the one game that I have an eye on, I don't really see any sort of value in in either of those games. The one game I do have an eye on tonight is Pepperdine and BYU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pepperdine getting around eight and a half, nine, and Pepperdine played a really good game in both of those matchups against BYU. BYU covered, they backdoored. Actually, I think it was a push depending on the line that you got, but BYU was around an 11 point favorite against Pepperdine in the first matchup at BYU. They were, it was like a three point game, four point game down the stretch. Pepperdine didn't score for the last four minutes. Then they played, I think it was two or three days later, Pepperdine around a six point home dog and they covered that one in one outright. So I think you're getting some value at around three possessions with Pepperdine. If, if Colby Ross shows up, they have to be able to shoot the three ball in this game. Uh, Pepperdine shot a combined like 20% from three in both of those games. And they're around like a 33, 34% three point shooting team. So if they show up from three and Colby Ross and Kessler Edwards come to play, um, are able to create off the dribble and, and penetrate and, and, uh, and uh, create open three point looks, Pepperdine should be able to get this thing a home and keep it within three possessions. Horvat, we have the Horizon Semis tonight. And, uh, you pay close attention to Milwaukee. They're taking on Cleveland State, trying to make it to the title game. Uh, do you have a lean or just an angle on that game? 
Yeah, you know what? We actually had uh, Pat Baldwin on the morning show today, and that game's coming up tonight. Uh, you know, Cleveland State, they're the number one overall seed. Milwaukee's the number eight seed in this tournament. But during the regular season, they actually split their two games. Uh, Cleveland State won in January, and then Milwaukee won in overtime. And a good one, it was like 81-80 back on January 23rd. Kind of a homer pick, but Milwaukee's playing pretty good basketball right now. I like Pat Baldwin, and I actually like this team. Uh, they're 4-0 in their last four against the spread. I might play them tonight as three-and-a-half-point dogs, uh, especially maybe goes up a little bit even to like four, three-and-a-half, anything around three. Uh, I do like Milwaukee right now. Again, they're playing good basketball, and it's a team, Cleveland State, uh, the number one overall seed, but they split in the regular season, and you know Milwaukee's playing pretty good right now. So I guess I would lean with them tonight, but that's probably my only play. Uh, tonight, Eli, uh, we've got. I mentioned the Horizon Semis WCC, so we've got the Zags in action. If you follow Ken Palm, you usually can find a little bit of value on the dog going up against Gonzaga. I didn't check out this specific matchup, but that's usually the case. But it's always a little risky uh, to fade them. Yeah, yeah, I'm not touching this. Uh, I'm not touching Gonzaga tonight. I St. Mary's plays at the pace where you can you can if they're able to slow down Gonzaga enough, and they kept that. I think the first matchup around like a 14, 15, uh, I think it was around, that's where the line closed and they kept it within 14 or 15 points, were able to cover the first game. And then uh, Gonzaga was, did the same in the, uh, in the second game, they covered the uh, second leg of the season series. I'm not fading Gonzaga tonight. St. Mary's doesn't have enough offense like they have in years past, like Jordan Ford last year, their point guard that was able to efficiently score on when St. Mary's doesn't have a ton of possessions or doesn't play at that type of tempo where they're going to get a ton of possessions per game. So I'm not fitting Gonzaga tonight. My only play tonight is Pepperdine. Okay. And uh, there, there isn't any value right now on Ken Palm because they make it 18 and the point spread over a points bet right now and elsewhere in the market is sitting right at 18. And that is usually the case. And that's why we always reference Ken Palm because that's where the odds makers are looking. That's, that's where they start. And they, they uh, let the market decide if there should be any movement there. Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat, Eli Hershkovich here as well. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. And uh, we, we want to start with some of these conference tournaments that are going to be tipping off on Tuesday because when you look around today, all of these uh, numbers are starting to pop up. Eli, was there a specific tournament that you wanted to start off? Just uh, give some rough notes as uh, these these tournament odds are starting to pop. Sure. So let's start off with the ACC because that starts tomorrow. I, there's some value depending on where you're looking, some value in Georgia tech. They're priced at around 25 to one at some books. They're going to get Virginia. Wow. Yeah. They're going to get Virginia most likely um, in the semifinal, but they have to, pl- they have to face the, the winner because they have the double buy in the ACC tournament. So they have to face the winner of whoever Clemson faces in the second round between Pitt and Miami. That's going to be a gross game tomorrow afternoon. I think that's the first major conference uh, tournament game to tip. NC State is starting to play their best basketball this season in the ACC. They play Syracuse in the second round of the ACC tournament. They're around 150 to one Mm -hmm. to win the conference tournament. I I still think Florida State wins this thing after kind of getting a reset, losing to Notre Dame on the road. They're the best team in this conference. There's a big separation gap to me between Florida State and then Virginia and then the rest of the conference. I do think Georgia Tech can give Virginia some issues and maybe they get to the conference title game and end up facing Florida State. And maybe you could hedge there if you want to, but I probably am not going to touch anything. But I, I think there's some value potentially if you want to take a grab on Georgia Tech or NC State. 
Yeah. T- tell me about NC State, because uh, I-, I did see some friends of ours who are really sharp with college basketball talking about that NC State number. Uh, you can find 100. There's 150 out there. They are playing well, but do you think they could really win the tournament? Or are you talking about, okay, get me to the semis and I'm going to hedge out of this thing? Yeah, if, I mean, if they get, get to the right, if they get to the semis at 150 to one ticket, you could definitely hedge. You have a ton of issues just in terms of depth on this team. I mean, they they run like a seven man rotation, so to get all the way to the title game with that sort of depth is is tough. But uh, Thunderbird is playing really well. Manny Bates two in the front court, and Thunderbird and Manny Bates are, are both of their bigs. Uh, C. Brown is coming up big too. I mean, they they've had to deal with a ton of just kind of switching around the rotation throughout the entire season for Keats. And he's done a great job with that, but it's more so just a, a big number. And if you get to the semifinal, there might be some value there. I, I It's tough to see them winning the conference tournament because of that depth, because winning what four games, five games in a row running a seven man rotation is extremely tough. But if you get to the semifinal, you could hedge. Horvat, are you going to be playing every conference tournament? I have a feeling that you're going to be like, okay, let me bet everyone. I'm going to take a bunch of long shots, and if I hit one or two, I'm good. Well, no, but I did look at the ACC tournament last night because uh, I'm glad Eli brought up Georgia Tech. Last night I saw them 10-1, to and I just looked at points bet right now, 13-1. to The ACC, uh, crazy conference, obviously. I mean, Duke's a 10 seed. They're actually playing tomorrow, which I find ridiculous. Also, wow. Florida State uh, this weekend choking away the conference and Virginia coming away with the number one seed is hard to believe for me, but like Virginia for me, um, I think they're a good pick obviously because of coaching. You know, I just don't like to fade Tony Bennett when we get close to March. They're a typical Virginia team where they're tough defensively. Uh, Sam Hauser, obviously the better Hauser brother. Um, But what I worry about with Virginia is they don't really have a shot creator. Like they don't have a guard that could go out and get them 20 points or could create their own shot in the final five minutes of a game. Florida State's the best team in the conference. They're the deepest, but they're just not the same team when they're on the road. I really like them when they're in Tallahassee, but on the road, they just haven't been the same team. I think the best value is Georgia Tech, especially if you could get them right now, you know, 13 to one to win the conference tournament on points bet. They've won six straight games. They're playing better defensively. Uh, They could shoot when they're hitting their shots. They could go on a run. And I think they match up well with a team like Florida State. I know some people may disagree, but I think the best value would be Georgia Tech, um, you know, sitting there at 13 to one. All right. Very good. Some agreement there. And again, like Eli mentioned, you could find Georgia Tech all the way out to 25 to one. So you always want to shop around, especially with some of these, you know, there's no big board. There's no just following the market. So you can find some different numbers uh, and and use that to your advantage. Points bet, the exclusive sports betting partner, the Denver Nuggets is out doing the competition in Colorado. They are now live with minus one Oh five spreads on all NBA games. That's the best price of any sports book. Why bet anywhere else? Joe Strowski, Ryan Horvat, Eli Hershkovich here talking some college hoops. Uh, we'll check it with Mike Rutherford in about 10 minutes. Eli, we uh, went over the ACC and we'll take a deep dive on tomorrow's show, but also tipping off on Tuesday, Big West, Conference USA, the MAAC, and the Southland. A- anything that uh, you want our listeners to know? Yeah, I don't have any of those deeper plays just yet for some of yep. those Long shot, or not long shot, but just some of those other mid-major conferences. Looking at a couple others, though, I'm just looking at points bet right now, Joe, for some odds that are already out. The ACC tournament just got posted. Georgia Tech, the number is 13 to 1. So like Ryan mentioned, 13 to 1 on points bet. You could still get Oregon at at plus 300 to win the Pac-12. They were plus 325, uh, I think, early last week. And then maybe plus 275, which is 
great value, and it's still pretty good value right now, plus 300 to win the Pac-12. They're going to face the winner of Arizona State, Washington State in the semifinal, or actually the quarterfinals, and then they get the winner of Oregon State, UCLA, assuming they beat one of those two teams, ASU or WSU. So you're not facing a USC. You're not facing a Colorado potentially until the conference title game. And I'm not even saying to hedge. I'm just saying you're getting a, yeah. a pretty good number at plus 300 on Oregon for the number one seed in the conference tournament. 